1: And Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com/slash host.
0: And welcome to the Billboard Charpie Podcast. Gary Trust here in Nashville for the Americana uh, Music Association's Americana Fest. Uh, It's going on now as we're taping this, as you're listening. It's over, but it is going on now as uh, we're chatting. And uh, I'm I'm so honored, so excited to have uh, an Eagle solo star in his own right, Timothy B. Schmidt, on the podcast. Welcome, Timothy. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolute honor to have you here. Uh, We met real quick in the lobby of the hotel yesterday and uh, it seemed like you were doing one interview after another and you're on different panels and you're doing performances for for the whole few days of of the festival here and you said it's all good i'm, I'm i i want to get the word out there it, it what hit me is you still seem excited as ever to have new music out and to be doing this does it every time you put new music out is it it's always exciting do you revitalize a little bit
1: uh, yeah, definitely. I, I truly am excited about this because uh, they. My solo albums are few and far between, but I really have a. I really think, uh, I've uh, done some good work. That I've hit on something here, and uh, plus the people around me are getting the word out a, a lot better than last time. So ho- hopefully it'll, it'll reach more ears, uh, than then people can make up their own minds. But I, I am really excited about it. It's really great to be. Doing something in my life, well, what, what I've been doing for years, but uh, it's really great being older and, and actually having some new excitement right, in, in, my, uh, in my being, in my mind. It's great.
0: I actually saw uh, Indigo Girls last night in concert, and it struck me how they're playing with uh, some musicians on stage with them who, who weren't born when they were first having hits and that probably has to keep you young too you're you're playing with younger musicians i feel like music music keeps you young yeah
1: definitely and and the other night at the ryman uh at the award show i i i was turned on to a, a couple more than a couple of really great young uh, music acts and uh that was that that is really good when i was when my son was when my youngest son was uh a a teenager and couldn't drive yet I used to take him to all the alternative concerts in Los Angeles, yeah. and because I had because I had some connections, we could get backstage and stuff. But mainly, the, the best part was to see to see what was going on, what what the, what the uh, younger bunch is coming up with, and that was a great education. I, I miss, you know, sort of being t- uh, tugged at to go do those things. But uh, the the rhyme in the other night was really uh, was really inspirational.
0: I noticed the uh, the Carton kids got the first standing ovation of the night, and there had been some pretty big acts already on the stage at the Americana Awards before that, and that just showed me that, right, new new bloods coming in is can always make a connection.
1: Those two are really good. I, I like the way I've only seen seen them once, just that one time, and do that one song, but it seemed to me like they're they're. Their performance and song, and the way they did it, had a sort of a breathing life to it, which I really liked.
0: And I, uh, one of the highlights was uh, the finale with Nitty Gritty band uh, a whole group uh, performance of Willow Circle Be Unbroken. You're on stage with uh, Bonnie Raitt, Steve Earle, Lucinda Williams. You were center stage, by the way. I hope that wasn't lost on you, that you were in the middle of, of all these stars on stage. Actually it,
1: it was lost on me. I, I was looking for a mic and I saw my friend my old friend Jeff Hanna. Uh he was there right there and it looked like nobody was there with him and I said, Can I can I do this mic? And he said, Yeah, sure. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I always wonder how uh how staged one of those kind of performances is where everyone takes a line and it feels so seamless, it's it's like a We Are The World live, but you're telling me, uh, even at the last minute, you didn't even know what mic you were going to be on.
1: No, I didn't, and um, I, I was I, I didn't I, I, oddly enough I when I told this to John McEwen I, I said, I'm not really sure how that song goes <laughs> and it was Will The Circle be a classic <laughs> right. he said, are you kidding? that's like not knowing Louie Louie so, of course, when I heard just the few, first few bars, I, I knew what it was. And they said, "Oh, you're going to sing a verse, by the way." Oh, okay. Uh, words. Look, there was actually a teleprompter, right. so that was good. It was fun. It was fun. Those things, those things, if they seem like they're really organized, they're, I don't know how they come off. We did one last night too, but they, 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 they tend to come off like you have gone over it, but you haven't. All right, you
0: fooled us. It felt, it okay. felt, felt it, uh, rehearsed. we did our job. <laughs> um, one of the other things, uh, one of the, the messages I feel like I've, I've heard during the whole um, conference uh, going on here, and I, I just like this, uh, this thinking, because you don't always hear it, or maybe it's not always cool to say, but uh, not all music has to be loud. Not all good music has to be loud. You can... I, I just like how this is an appreciation of, of the quieter, gentle side of music, and so many of your songs, partially because of your voice, and just uh, such a relaxing sound that you have of just kind of nice to hear that there's a whole community there's 20,000 people in town for this festival who who get that well
1: that yeah that is nice it's a great it's a great sort of new niche that that uh that's been created and uh it's sort of I think I can't remember what how Bonnie Raitt put it but it, it it's did you remember what she said she she said something about it um uh this is, this is a place for the rest of us, sort of, right. you know, that isn't, that isn't on mainstream. Of course, we all hope to be on mainstream, but, you know, this is really a great starting point.
0: So well, we're taping this actually on uh, Friday, September 23rd, so it's release day for your new album, your sixth uh, solo album, Leap of Faith. Congratulations on release day. Is that, is that always an extra special day? It doesn't, doesn't happen that often for you.
1: I actually woke up in my hotel room, and when my head started thinking, I went like, oh, today's the day. Great. I'm going to go see if there's any more buzz about it, and there has been,
0: which is really nice. All right, so it's uh, it's a country Americana album. Um, I, for people who know your music, who know uh, the Poco and the Eagle sound, it's it's pretty much along those lines, maybe a little bit more on a on a. Countryish bluegrass uh, bent on on a, in a couple of places. Red Dirt Road, which is, is sort of the focus track for for Americana radio.
1: Yeah, that's probably a good focus track for the. Um, I love that term.
0: Yeah. So it's my, <laughs> my my music industry speak. <laughs> the FT. Um,
1: uh, yeah, that's that's probably a good one for the Americana market. But if it, it, when you listen to the album, you'll see that it's it doesn't sit right there in that place. It uh, there it, it actually wanders all over the place but i but there's some sort of like net surrounding it that uh i mean i didn't plan it this way but i think it's a coherent piece somehow and there's a lot of different genres on it
0: um i like the song my hat i like uh all those faces uh, because i like your i like your melodic pop stuff i feel like you bring a sense of melody to music that is is just a talent, it's just the talent you have, so I I always like that same song on on your last album, we were just talking about before the podcast, the song Friday Night Mm -hmm. uh, which is on your 2008 uh, album, yeah, I just I I like that side, I like that side of your
1: that's great, this is all good stuff for me to hear, I appreciate that
0: Actually, I wonder how many people ask you about this. Your your nineteen ninety album, "Tell Me the Truth," was my introduction to you. I was sixteen then, so that's a, before I even really knew Eagles music. I heard that uh, album and the song "Something Sad," always one of my favorites of yours. I feel like that's a total lost classic. I wanted to tell you that. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I, I, that's interesting you say that because um, when I, I the, the last two records, "Expando," and this new one, "Leap of Faith," is. Um, uh, they, they're all self—they're all self-penned um, songs. Whereas before the, the four other albums before that, I did a lot of collaboration with with one or two of just my own written songs on all those others. And if I go back and look at th- 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 those past albums as a whole, uh, although I learned a lot by collaborating, I I, I seem to always gravitate towards—and that is one of those songs, something sad uh, that, that I, I did, I wrote myself, I always kind of, uh, I don't, I don't mean to sound self-cocky and stuff, but I, I just, I genuinely like those songs better. That's why I started, that's why I said to myself, I'm going to like, just no matter how long it takes, I'm going to do, do whole albums with, uh, just, just me writing. Right. It's my, it's, it's more satisfying. And the more I do it, I think the better I get, which is another great thing in my, uh, getting older
0: ages, you know? That was uh, it's something we've noticed on the charts. Uh, I've mentioned this on the podcast, but how a lot of hits aren't written by one person anymore in in the 70s. Uh, about half the Hot 100, uh, 50 songs each week were written by one person. Now there's it's down to like one or two. And I, I've been so excited to hear at the the conference a lot of talk about uh, the, the something special you get out of one person writing a song. Collaboration can be great. They're, they're, that certainly has its value. But it's nice to hear the, this is a whole uh, genre of music where people really value uh, the one vision of one songwriter.
1: Yeah, um, and uh, I, I think this is. I've said this to other people too. But when you when you collaborate, uh, you know, you always have to give something up. You you have to compromise, uh, and which is not always a bad thing. It's, it could be great, you know, that you could be straying somewhere where somebody pulls you back back or vice versa. But but. Um, it when you're when you do it yourself you you there are no compromises you just you 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 work on it until you get it to how you want it and you don't have to run it by anybody else you say great this is this is finished i'm going to record this and this is how i'm going to record it i don't have to run that past anybody either and uh um that's a really it's a very self satisfying to um to uh to do that, and in the other day in L.A. on I was listening to uh, a, a Sirius XM station, and I've 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 heard two different songs already, and uh, these songs that were I'm just listening, I'm driving up to my house in my car, and I see the little studio that this was on, and it's actually right. on the radio. It's great. Yeah. I remember the first time I was on the radio. I was barely 19. Yeah, and I, I it's. The, it's still uh, especially when it's something you do yourself uh where you conceived and recorded yourself it's it's still just as exciting
0: did uh i always like to ask this since we're billboard were you aware much of the billboard chart success in in the eagles heyday and in, in the poco days too but did were you guys aware much or was it more management side or any any uh remembrances of yeah we're number 1 for the first time or anything like that
1: no, no, We. I, I think I was more um, aware of chart uh, positions back then than I am now. Although I'm getting little notices like the Americana chart and stuff, right. and now so I'm starting to pay attention to that. But I, I unlike um, being a, a, a songwriter that t- is just a songwriter and and doing that for a living and and um, really looking at that placement for. for future work or whatever I, I'm, I'm spared that and it's it's really really nice
0: life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if AI could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs United Healthcare can help get you covered with health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking
1: for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open
0: to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. gets into, you're talking about uh, compromise and, and songwriting. Um, before we, we did this interview, we were walking in, I, I mentioned how I liked your song Friday Night, and you you told me you pitched that uh, for the Eagles, uh, what became the Long Road Out of Eden album. And you said it didn't, you said Don and Glenn didn't, uh, didn't ultimately pick it. So um, were there times you, because I'm thinking, I don't know how frustrated you could have been, because you you always got your voice onto some of these albums, and in watching the Eagles documentary, it became pretty clear that that couldn't have been an easy process because a lot of songs were obviously sung by Don or by Glenn, and you always had pretty good representation vocally.
1: Well, yeah, thanks. I, I was the third singer, so that that was good. You know, my my place in that band was I, I I always knew what my place was in that band. I I you know it was, they they chose me, and they don't cho- choose anything lightly. And I knew that I had to fulfill this spot and and do the best I could and uh, and you know I just you know it wasn't the first time they said no to a song I wrote and I just like put it in my hip pocket that's what I did with that song Friday Night put right. it in my hip pocket I you know I think this is a good song I'm not going to cry over this we'll just move forward
0: um, I always thought too and uh, and the Hell Freezes Over album I know I know uh, Get Over It was the first single but. When love will keep us alive became the real uh, pop hit from it. I remember thinking at the time, oh, that's that's so strange that they went with the song for the comeback. That isn't Don or Glenn. I, I still love the song. That's just a testament to you and, and the strength of that song.
1: That song came from my really good friend Paul carrick and two other writers. Jim Capaldi was one of the writers too, um, uh, and uh, he and I were working together thinking about putting something together with some other people at one point and. Uh, and that was one of the songs he brought. And then when we started uh, looking for songs for that was Hell freezes over, right? Uh, for that for that record, um, again uh, they liked that one the best. And I said, great,
0: you know, let's do it. And uh, the documentary, I became obsessed with that a few years ago. I've, I don't know how many times I've watched it. I'm not I'm not even a big rock documentary fan, but. I, there was something so honest and open about this one. What's what's your take, and what was it like uh, being a part of it for you?
1: Well, the good thing uh, about that, uh, there's a lot of good things. Was, but the, I think one of the main things is this was everybody's present and past members' chance to give their side and talk, and say whatever they wanted about whatever, and I think that was done. That was shown in the documentary and. Uh, that honesty of being able to say what's on your mind was was important to everybody to, to make it come across that way. It sounds like
0: maybe it did for you. It it came across to me that you you were one of you were maybe the uh, sort of a peacemaker role in the band with some of all the all the uh, the, the conflict, especially in the later years, because you were there for kind of the second half of of the decade.
1: Well, I, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I I always tried to to talk to people, and and uh, and I kind of knew when 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 to to shut up and when to and. By the way, all however, my my opinions I was always was always listened to. Um, it wasn't it wasn't you know that way at all and you know some some of my ideas flew and some didn't uh i just um i i don't i'm really uncomfortable around conflict, but I've also found that the best way to deal with that is to is to like stare it down and or you I'm not not be belligerent I don't mean that, but to actually recognize it and then see what your choices are with it you can you can you have to see what your part is in this conflict if it's just if it's over there somewhere there's no need for me to go in
0: right and also it you're coming into the band so maybe there was a sense i i kind of have to defer to don and glenn
1: well this band was together you know and had tremendous success there uh, i came in right on the on the the coattails of hotel california um I knew that they knew what they were doing uh and i and and but the transition moving over from another band w- wasn't that difficult for one thing i knew i i knew that i i knew that I could I knew that I would do a good job, and I knew that I was a good choice, and obviously they thought so too. So that was all okay. I didn't feel like nervous about anything. I just had to like you know slowly uh, see the lay of the land, and to me, to me, that these conflicts that I picked up on were uh, were no different than any other any conflicts in any other band I'd been in. I just thought it was just normal rock and roll. uh, Disgruntlement now and then, and but it turned out that it had been building a lot a uh, long time before I was even there, but I kind of chose to ignore it and try and do what i could to uh, to do my part
0: well you all had you all had your part because uh, Don and Glenn had. Had had formed uh, the the core of it, and then you had uh, Joe Walsh with the rock side, and you brought the softer side. It just it just made for a great uh, for that era of the Eagles. Everyone brought their their own uh, sound to the Eagles that just really rounded it all out at that point.
1: Yeah, I got in. I was really fortunate. I got into a good thing, and I'm uh, I'm uh, very grateful for that.
0: Well, let me uh, ask you. Since uh, the passing of of Glen it's, it's been a bad year for uh, for so many uh, people. Um. Um future of the eagles I want, I want to ask you hear it from you what what do you what do you know what's what's your take on the future of the eagles
1: um there, right now there's no future for the eagles i'm not saying that, that, that um well my take is my take is uh that who knows what's going to happen in the future maybe don and joe and i will get together on some level but i would personally feel uncomfortable calling it the eagles right it's just I, I think the Eagles are over. Glenn was such a big presence. He sort of orchestrated it all. Um, he's the guy who did uh, you know uh, a, a lot of the planning and, and uh, um, along with Don, but 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 Don had the good sense to to work that in a very um, gracious way um, and. Um, I, we'll, we'll just have to see. The, I don't. I have no answer for that. Uh, we have not talked about that at all yet.
0: I, a lot of times, you want a band to come back, no matter what. Even you know, the Beatles put out new music with John Lennon's uh, vocals. But it, yeah, it almost feels like I, I'd be okay if if you ended that chapter and that uh, that was. The Eagles. When I saw the Grammys performance last year, it it almost did. It feel like it was maybe a little too soon to be performing as as a band together right after Glenn had passed.
1: Well, we we questioned that, but we all thought, you know, we should give him a good send off, and uh, that's that's what we did. We, we rehearsed the song, kind of like we would have before with Jackson this time, and we just did it. and then left the building, you know? It was that simple.
0: Yeah, that's a nice way to put it. It, uh, it, was, it was a nice send off, a, a present for Glenn. That's a, right. probably the best way to look at it.
1: Or maybe more for, well, not just his remembering him, but for his family too.
0: Well, the new album is uh, Timothy B. Schmidt, uh, "Leap of Faith." But what's your favorite song on the album, oh. Timothy?
1: Oh, I, I I um I don't know if I have a favorite song, but one I'm pretty partial to. There's, there's more than one, but what the one that comes to my mind first is is the song "All Those Faces," because I I I just it, it's a song I wrote. It's sort of a free form thought process song, and I just. And and uh, and it's it's very kind of basic and uh, I really like it and I got to I played a lot of stuff on it I played bass uh, guitar harmonica and I played the drums yeah. and the bonus for me was that my oldest daughter uh, Jedra sang all the harmonies on it oh. and she's and I did not do that to placate her or, or because she's my daughter she's <laughs> really talented she's yeah. got a really good voice. One of the things that was really satisfying to me is like, she, she knows, she knows how to do it. She, she, uh, the the easiest and direct way to say this is that she reminded me of me as a singer. She, because I was asked in years past to sing on a lot of different things. And I think people asked me to do it because I, I kind of knew what to do instinctively. It's one of my, it's probably one of the things I, I knew how to do best. And, and she was showing me that. Plus there's a, there's a timbre in her voice that reminds me of me and yeah. it was we both like were smiling at each other being right like yeah this sounds so good that's that's one of them i i like the song what i should do it's because um even though when i picked up uh, uh guitars electric guitars with my friends and learned surf music i was still hearing memphis and and memphis uh soul and and motown on the radio right and so that definitely got in there and uh um, th- this was a lot of fun. There's a song in here called "The Island," which I did with with Al Jardine's sons. Oh. He sa- they both sang a harmony with me. And uh, it, which was perfect because they sound they sound Beach Boy like, which is what I wanted on this.
0: Well, that mixes with your voice with the harmonies; it yeah. just sounds like a natural. So,
1: I mean, I could go through all of them, but I, you know, I I wouldn't have put anything on here I that wasn't happy with.
0: Right, I like the artwork too. It's it's maybe a lost uh, art, no pun intended at this point. But uh, there's a nice uh, oil painting uh, image on the back, and so artwork still matters to, to me, I think.
1: Oh, me too. There's the the, the back. Uh, Painting and the, and the front etching are done by this great artist named Enrique Martinez Salaya, and he's one of my wife's and I and my uh, favorite artists. And I I first saw this etching. When I first saw this, my wife gave me an artist print of this. It's it's big. It's in our place in New York, and I I just said I I this has to be an album cover. It has to be an album cover because of these these beautiful creatures around the. This ghost-like figure's right. throat, right, and uh, it's, it's very apropos for me.
0: And uh, you, you mentioned uh, your your wife, your daughter. Are you are you the cool eagle? I, I know you said in the documentary, I, I'm an eagle when it's time to be an eagle. Are you just you're just Timothy, your dad, you're you're the husband at home? It's...
1: Yeah, yeah. I I don't. Uh, yes, I I have a sort of a normal life, you know. I I uh, and then. Uh, well, when I was younger, being on stage in, in Poco and Eagles, and maybe before that, it, it was—I I sort of assimilated more that being more, more a part of me than not. Right. And uh, um, it, it now it's just—it's um, because you're on stage or you hear yourself on the radio, and you're kind of bigger than life. But really, it's science fiction. Right. Because when you go back to your to your home. Uh, or your hotel room, or whatever. It just it, it it stops. You go like, oh God, you know. I think I'll have a, some water and what, whatever, <laughs> you know. Have a, some lunch and brush my teeth, whatever, right. you know.
0: Everyone I've, I've talked to have said he's the most humble, n- nicest guy, and that's totally the sense I'm getting here. That you you just seem really uh, appreciative of everything.
1: Well, I, I'm I'm a grateful being. I'm I'm so fortunate in this, in especially doing being able to do what I do for so long on such a, a level because there are so many talented people out there. This is not going to happen for it, and I don't know why, but I'm thankful for it.
0: Thank you so much for taking a few minutes to come on the Billboard Sharpie podcast, Timothy. Thanks for having me. When
1: we get on down that mountain